Tuesday is the big day. Give Him Hell comes out, and the first video that was done and released was for Temptation. And that riff that Devin came up with is just fucking mind-blowing. And Let me, I, I've said a lot of things in a lot of interviews about the big names that are on my record. Duff McKagan, Steve Stevens, and John Five. But in this interview, I want to tell you about some of the people that are on the record that don't have those big names, but have a lot to do with the record. Um, okay, you said Temptation, the riff that, John, that Devin came up with. That's actually John Five. Oh, is it? That song. All right, because in the video, yes, Devin's playing, but... It's John Five, but John Five was on tour with Rob Zombie the day we cut the videos. Oh. Devin came in, and Devin plays on on pretty much every song on the record, and he is an incredible talent. Uh, Duff McKagan hooked me up with Devin Bronson. Um, uh, uh, he, one thing I found out about playing with me and Bob Marlette, the producer in the studio, you got to be quite proficient as a musician to execute ideas on the spot. Um, if Bob says, try this, you have to be proficient enough on your instrument to be able to just pull it off right in front of him. I've had some guys come in that aren't to that level, and it's quite sad because, um, you know, if Bob says, well, let me hear this. If a guy says, well, I got to go practice that or whatever, we don't have time for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Like a guy for, like Devin Bronson is not a, a, is known in the heavy metal world. He is plays with Pink and Avril Lavigne. But here's the thing: he is a professional uh, uh, guitar player that is so good that you can say, "Try this," and he can just do it. And yeah. that's really what we need because me and like Bobby Charzon back off the drums, me vocally, we can we can do what. We, we hear in our head right away, and, and we're fucking pretty good. <laughs> and there's so much variety, too, you know? I mean, on this album, you have your rock songs. You have uh, Rock and Roll is a Vicious Game, which is like a country rock type song. Yeah. Had Enough is more like a ballad-esque type song, you know, so there's a lot of variety on there, too. Yes. And, and, and you know, one thing about getting out, this is... And they, this is a lesson to the world in the art of sequencing. I, if there's one thing that bugs me on my phone, it's the shuffle button on iTunes. Can you imagine the album Slave to the Grind with Monkey Business cut number seven? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 or, you know, like opening that record with Creepshow. Like, no. Right. Like, no, that's not... The way what we made, give them hell when you say, you know, the different flavors or whatever. If the way, if you, this is definitely a record you can press play and listen to once, cut number one through 12, and not be, like, bored. No. It, it goes, the tempos and the keys of the songs all fit, like, next to each other. And that's, that's like a lost art. Like, people don't care, really about the order that the songs are in. They all want to make playlists. You know, I don't I don't know what other people do, but I like I like records. I, I, I think that like 
Sawyer's by Rush. I think it's a good decision to have the song Tom Sawyer as number one and the song Camera Eye as number seven or mm-hmm. eight or whatever. Uh, like, like, like that actually makes a difference in the listening experience. And I totally appreciate that because I also come from the album world, you know. I'm used to popping it on and just chilling and listening to it. And I listen to it from start to finish a couple times. And I try to get the feel of, you know, what the musician or what the group was thinking and hoping that song one was there for a reason. And song 10 is there for a reason. And I think that that comes across here. And I also, I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory that the album is dead. Every, every other band in the world is putting out, like, just a single or an EP or whatever it is. When I'm on a long plane flight, like, a, from L.A. to New York, which I was yesterday, but New York to L.A., um, I don't scroll through my phone and say, okay, I'm on a six-hour flight. I can't wait to get into this EP. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who says that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I go through my phone and I go, I want to listen to this record. I want to listen to this record. I want to listen to this record. I don't say, oh, I can't wait to get the new single by this person. Yeah. What the fuck is that? That's like so lame to me. Like, give me something like rock and roll over or, you know, Give me an album. I want an album. I appreciate you've been retweeting some of the stuff I've been putting up. Um, There's been a couple videos out already. Some reviews have been done. Um, You know, how has the writing process and the recording process for you changed throughout your career? Not at all. Like, not not, not one bit. Okay. Same. I make music that I love, and I go in the studio, and I record As a fan of yours, I mean, I, I thought Kicking and Screaming was a good album. And uh, when I got sent Give Him Hell, um, it, it, so many parts of it just blew me away, man. I mean, uh, it, it's it's a very, very strong album. And I hope on Tuesday when it comes out, it, uh, the public uh, gets a hold of it as well. Yeah, that would be good. And come on. <laughs> and listen, any album that can reference Amanda Bynes and throws in the word Succubus, I mean, that's an album for me, brother, you know? <laughs> Well, you know, I was, uh, I've been, I've been, um, I've been Amanda Binding since 1987. Okay. That's <laughs> the standard for going crazy. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's back on her way, hopefully getting better, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, it was so great when I heard the lead track off the album, uh, Hell Inside My Head. Vocally, Sebastian, I don't know how you've done it over these years, but you've been able to protect your voice so much to the point that, you know, when I heard that first song, it brought me back to the days of cruising down 95 to the Jersey Shore and, you know, my windows down and Skid Row blasting, bro. So it was cool. Yeah, 
awesome, dude. Um, <laughs> you know, the bands I look up to are, are like Rush and Black Sabbath and, and stuff like that. And got, you know, I mean, Tony Iommi and Ozzy Osbourne just put out Black Sabbath 13. And, and when I put that on, I, I am blown away that these dudes that are in their late 60s, early 70s are, are releasing music like that. So for a guy like me, I've got lots more good albums in me. I don't know how long albums will still exist or <laughs> CDs, but yeah. I have m many, many years of rock within me. So That's awesome. Um, I'm one of the younger, I'm one of the younger rockers that actually made it big. Um, you know, before the internet and all that. I I'm one of the youngest, really. Um, so, I got a lot of good years ahead of me. A lot of good albums, a lot of good good, good songs, and, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and when you joined Skid Row, you were what, eight, 17, 18, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was... We were like, Skid Row were like one of the last bands under the rope like to actually have platinum records and everything. We were one of the last, you know, before the internet started. Um, we were one of the last bands to, to really do it. And so uh, people have an emotional attachment to, to, to those albums, for sure. Oh, there's absolutely no doubt. And, and like I said, it's it was... It was it was almost to the point of comical that you know I was actually driving. I downloaded the album. I put it on my uh, on my iPod. I was cruising in the car, and uh, when your first vocals came up on "Hell Inside My Head," I'm like, you know, I should go down to the shore, man, because it just brought me back to them days. <laughs> well, the first word of the record, I go, "Hell!" <laughs> it's like, wow, because I mean, I've listened to it every day for a year. I, I have made it so I, every nuance, every iota of the Give Them Hell album is what I want to hear and, and uh, what I want you to hear. So, um, that first word that I say, <laughs> it makes me laugh too. Like when you said it's almost comical. Yeah. <laughs> there's part there's parts in this record that are so excellent that I fucking laugh every time. Like, 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 like the song Gun to a Knife Fight, the verses in that are so metal to the core right. that every time I hear it, I laugh. I go, damn, dude, you are rocking so fucking hard. I, I laugh, like what you said, it's almost it's like. It sounds so good. I'm like, how did I make this? How, yeah. how did we, how did we come up with this in 2014? It's like magic. When you have iTunes and they're pushing singles and download the latest single and you could buy a single for 99 cents, that's what you're going to get, I guess. You know. Yeah, but 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 how can you make a statement as an artist in two minutes? I, I mean, totally get can, that. But but that's just too easy. That's yep. too simple. Like yep. if I if I said if I said, Okay, everybody, I've been working really hard, here comes my new song, Temptation. But <laughs> 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 that's like so what? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when you when you put it that way it's yeah. <laughs> it's okay, wow man. You really put a lot of work into those 
two minutes, 30 seconds. What, how did you get through it? Like, yeah. wow, like, thanks for the commitment and the passion. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. And just yesterday, you guys uh, released the video for uh, Taking Back Tomorrow, which is such a cool concept, man, because it almost reminded me of, uh, of uh, what who the hell was it, uh, Take On Me, uh, back in the 80s. Um, because oh, wow. That's, wow. That's wild. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, absolutely, because it's and got that comic book feel. That is true. Yeah. That's true. Well, the record company said to me, we need a lyric video. And I go, what is a lyric video? I don't even know what that is. And everybody explained to me, you know, that people want to see the words to the songs. I go, okay, I, I, I've never heard of that, but <laughs> I'll just go along with it. And everybody knows I'm a big comic book fan, so I just said to the director, let's try to make it like a comic, like with panels and a, and a cover and blah, blah, blah. And um, it came out really good. Um, no, it's sharp, yeah. It, well, you know, we weren't even... Me and Devin weren't even supposed to be in it. It was just supposed to be the words. And I go, I'm not dealing, I'm, I'm not putting that out. I could just let me stand in front of the camera and, and <laughs> sing the song. Like, how hard is that? So it's not like, it, I mean, the Temptation video is more of a proper rock video. Sure. Um, and we also did another video for All My Friends Are Dead, which will be coming out any day now. Okay. Um, you know, that's another thing. that The record company puts out all the videos before the album comes out. It's <laughs> 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 like crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it is. It's yeah. 2014. That's 2014, man. Uh, you know, and I was in the ash about that song. I mean... You know, it's a melodic hard rock song, but is the chorus meant to pay homage to people that you've met along the way that are no longer here, or...? Yes. Yeah. Um, the song All My Friends Are Dead is, is about that, and um, there's a dedication uh, to some of my friends that have died uh, recently in the video. Um, and, and I started writing down the names of people, and I almost ran out of room on, on the text frame. Like, it's like a, you know, this video is dedicated to, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and then I started writing it down, and started with Mark Bam Bam McConnell, my best friend as a teenager, like, first drummer in a, in a real band um, who died recently. Um, and next on the list was Big Jim King. If, if you're a Skid Row fan, you can remember the video Roadkill. There's a scene where I make my security guard stage dive. Well, yeah. he just died. Ah, oh, um, no shit. Very great. Yeah, Big uh, Jim King. That's Big a shame. Jim King. That's he a shame. was a beloved man in the San Francisco Bay Area who worked with Bill Graham for years and was loved by everybody. Wow. Um great friend of mine. Uh, then next, uh, Dennis Fleming. Um, I was in a band of Last Hard Men with a guy named Jimmy Fleming. His brother um, was his uh, partner in his band, The Frogs. He died recently. Um, Dave Brocky from uh, Gore uh, just two weeks ago. I, I was friends with him. He casted me in the gore movie Skullhead Face, where I played the role of Rockstar, and uh, he's gone. Jeff Hanneman from Slayer, who I wouldn't call like a good friend or anything, but I knew him in passing, and he just died. Yep. And I'm like, I can, I can keep going. And no, it's like sure. A full 
list. So, you know, I mean, everybody gets older. This is what happens. Um, but a lot of my friends are dead, yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I was kind of thinking about. And I'll just touch on Brocky for a minute because I was able to interview him three times, uh, once in person, and it was at the uh, electric factory in Philly. And he was out of character, um, you know, but did the odorous persona. And he cracked me up, Sebastian, for a half an hour. Um, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't come across in the audio because I, I um, held it pretty well. But he, he was so goddamn funny. And it broke my heart on that Sunday when I got that press release. And I, I, I was messed up for a couple of days because he was like, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Yeah. That's messed up. Well. That's the age that we're all at. You know, yeah. That's what happens. No, I um, hear you, man. He was a very funny guy. Um, but, yeah, so... You said a video comes out in a couple days? Yeah. I think the day the album comes out, we put out All My Friends Are Dead. Okay. Cool. Getting back to a rock and roll is vicious game. You know, I think that song in particular again shows your ability to really tell a good story. And when you sing, whoa, yeah, wow, wow, um, the way you sing it, it's it's freaking awesome. It just and it's it, it's just so funny, Sebastian, because it it's just a little part of the song, but it's so fucking catchy that you know. I'm showering and I'm singing, whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I love it. I, I love when you describe to me something that I've been working on for a year just by myself, like, and my band and my producer, but nobody, no strangers hear it. And then, and then it has a life of its own. And, and a guy like you, you know, gets it. It blows me away, like, when you describe something like that, that, that really shows me that the music itself, the, the album, it just has a life of its own, and it's, it's, I, I can't tell when I'm doing it, you know, what people, or even if, they will relate to it, but, but, but when you describe something so specific like that, it's like, all the attention to detail that I torture myself with and everybody around me it's gotta be like this it's gotta be like this and, yeah and, um, I'm gonna do it this way well, it's deal. all worth it it's all worth it it's yeah. all worth it when you when you describe to me something like that it's, it's that's great that's great that's, that's something something that, that we really worked hard on you gives you a hard on <laughs> yeah <laughs> I saw that you're coming up on an ABC TV show, uh, May 31st. Um, sing your yes. face off. I am uh, I am starring in my first network, primetime, major network television show, Sing Your Face Off, May 31st, 9 p.m. And um, it's a comedy show. Okay. It's uh, eight episodes. So okay. So I'm going to be Bach in your living room on the TV for eight episodes, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but, Here I come. like, what's, like, the premise that I read is, like, you know, there's these celebrities, I, I know one with whom I love, I, I think, is John Lovitz, and each celebrity is given, like, like a persona that they have to almost embody and, and sing, you know, like, uh, yeah. Michael Jackson or Loretta Lynn or whatever, um, it, it, that's got to be hysterical, man. 
It, well, it's, you know, the, 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 the point of the show is to imitate other singers. So, so uh, you're going to watch me be challenged by the fact that, you know, I'm Sebastian Bach, but, but i got to be somebody else, but I don't want to be, you know, horrible or whatever. Like, so it's got to be good. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's interesting. That's it's cool. Funny. <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, one of my friends at work, uh, she said, please, my friend Annie said to mention that on her behalf, uh, your recurring character on Gilmore Girls was awesome. She said that she knew you from Gilmore Girls and then realized, you know, your back history of being a, a, a freaking rock star, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, that, that reminds me of when, one time when I was in Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway, um, I was doing an interview on the news in NBC TV, Dana Tyler, like a huge news show. And they go, and I'm sitting there getting ready because all I ever hear my whole life is Skid Row, Skid Row, and that's great, you know. Um, but I was like, you know, I want to do something else too. And um, they interviewed me for Jekyll Hunt, and right before the interview, she comes on, she goes, all right, New York City. We know him as Dr. Jekyll on Broadway and Mr. Hyde. And then they show a bunch of stuff. That's how we know him and here in New York. But <laughs> maybe some of you didn't realize that Sebastian Bach is a rock and roll past. And then they show the skin. And I was sitting there going, really? That's how you know me now? Cool. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Like, wow. Hey, so I'm known as the Broadway guy, and I have this little rock and roll thing on the side. Yeah, you, you, you did this gig a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, glowing. I was like, that's cool. Uh, that's cool, man. Well, you know, again, I started off by mentioning that next week you'll be at BB King's on the 24th, and then the Starland here in Sayersville on the 25th. I just want to end with, with one question. Um, everyone that I'm interviewing this year, I'm asking about um, how Pantera had any effect on them uh, because, you know, this year's the 20th anniversary of uh, Far Beyond Driven. So do you have any stories of the of the band or... Do I, do I, do I have any stories about Pantera? Uh, I, I'm... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I, 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 I have more than one story about Pantera. <laughs> All right, let me, um, let me rephrase that. Would you care to share I, one I or two? I the immediate thing that, you know, that comes to mind, I... I um, very good friends with them. Let's, I can do a whole hours or two worth of interview about just Pantera, but, uh, uh, you know, I lost my home in a hurricane, and I moved to L.A., was looking for a place to stay, and Rita gave me a room in her house for, like, a month or two when I really needed it bad. Um, I didn't have a home, and I was surrounded by Dimebag's Platinum Records and, and you know, Pantera stuff in the room, like, looking down on me. And I just said, this is true rock and roll. I mean, I helped out Pantera with Skid Row, bringing them on tour. Then I lose my home in a hurricane, and, and Rita Dimebag's woman gives me a place to live. So wow. there, there's a story about Pantera. That's called true rock and roll. That's true friendship, true people, true friends being real. And yep. that's... That's what I would say. That's very cool, man. I yeah. I appreciate you sharing it. Very cool. Cool, man. All right. 
Sebastian, you. thanks a lot, man. I hope thanks to see you on Friday, and uh, good luck on the album on Tuesday, brother. I appreciate the interview. Okay, buddy. Thank you.